it's time for the Any Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. This is Damian Lemon, and this is In the Conversation, the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Ali is out this week. He will be back soon. But until then, it is your boy Damian Lemon holding you down solo dolo this episode. One deep, one man army, a song. Dole Osteen. Anyway, yeah, me by myself. Ah, what's good, Damian? How are you? I'm good, brother. How are you? Fine. I'm you. True indeed. Anyway, um, yeah, man, I'm chilling. Uh Good to crack the mic. I just I'm just fresh off of uh doing some shows out in Baltimore. Shout out to Baltimore. I did uh uh two headlining sets out at the port in Baltimore. I had a good I had a good time out there. Shout out to uh Matt Hurley. Shout out to my man Justo featuring. It was a good time. Shout out to had some people in the building come through, even some listeners come through. I had a good time. It was fun out there. Nice little nice little venue to port. Fairly new. I would definitely come back. Um That was my second time in Baltimore performing. Yeah, I think that was my second time. I did Magoobies before. I guess that's not Baltimore Timonium or whatever. That might have been honestly, I don't think I've been to Baltimore that many times. It might be less than a handful of times. Uh a lot of my family and one of my one of my best friends went to Morgan State, and uh, so I've been to Morgan once or twice. So many people in my family and my homie went to Morgan. They was like, "Dog, if anywhere," because when I was trying to go to college, I was like late, like I was bullshitting basically, and uh, I really wasn't like being diligent about where I wanted to go to school. You know what I mean? And um, one of my homies was like, yo, yo, f- fucking apply to uh, Morgan. Morgan will take you, definitely. That's that's no, that's like, that's it. That's damn near like a safety school, allegedly. Morgan was the first school to be like, nah, brother, fuck out of here. That shit was devastating. I thought I had it in the bag. I felt like Patrick Ewing missing that layup or that finger roll or whatever Nick's reference I just wanted to use in that moment. Anyway, um, well, yeah, shout out to uh, to Baltimore. Baltimore was cool. Had a good time. Uh, the uh, the venue was in Fells Point, the Fells Point area, which is like right there, you know, right there on like the little, I guess, the little waterfront area. You know what I'm saying? Which was cool because you know, in these last couple weeks, if you black, you damn near feel invincible. By a waterfront, you know what I mean? So I felt like, okay, shit gonna be good tonight. It's gonna be all right. But, um, yeah, it's down Fells Point, and like a little kind of like, uh, I don't know the vibe. I'm trying to think, like a little, like, you know, like old Main Street type of place. I, I go to some cities and they got like these little, little, like, uh, not communities, but set up like little neighborhoods, bunch of bars and, restaurants but then like you know folksy type shit too we're gonna talk about some more folksy shit too in a little bit but like you know like ice cream shops and fudge shops and 
places where you could go buy loose tea leaves and, you know, one of those little areas. So I was like, all right, this is definitely not the Baltimore that I knew or I've been exposed to. You know what I'm saying? This ain't this ain't even Sabatkas in them. This is this ain't definitely ain't Avon in them. This is more, you know, uh Cal Ripken, Elaine Bennis, Baltimore. But uh it was cool, it was cool. And then after dark, it's definitely the spot to be. It felt like St. Mark's Avenue, New York City type energy, like or uh just felt like one of them places where like everybody go get drunk and you know try to try to meet somebody try to hook up a meat market you know what i'm saying like see you know a lot of a lot of energy where it's like a lot of packs of girls a lot of packs of guys they out they about hopefully they commingle there's a lot of hollering hopefully you get in the number you know that type of vibe it was kind of interesting to see after the show, I kind of just sat outside and did some people watching, and uh, you know, it, it was funny. It was it was it was cool to see. I heard a lot of twos and dudes and all of that shit, so that <laughs> felt good to see. Uh, <laughs> you know, the cliche shit. That shit felt funny to see that. But uh, yeah, overall, man, it was cool. I had a good time. Chilled out. Um, Left damn near the next day. I was trying to go to this spot out there called um, Coco's Pub, which is, I guess, some little pub that I saw on, um, uh, what is it, Vice Munchies? You know, there's a, there's a, um, there are these little content pieces that Vice Media puts out munchies that's you know obviously like food based or whatever and they do these the series where it's like late night in said city so late night baltimore and they had this cat uh this black dude i don't even know his name i'd have to go back and look but i remember when i was watching it and this might have been before i even had the baltimore date in the bag i was just Peeping the spots that he was doing and any anytime i see you know people going to certain spots that they rave about Wherever it may be, I crack my Yelp app open and then I Yelp the spot, add it to my bookmark. So when I, you know, touch down in said city, all of that should have populate, you know. So um, I do remember from the thing, it was a spot called Coco's Pub. And they were raving about how good the crab cake was. Oh, this crab cake is amazing. And it's ginormous. It's a, you know, it's a good ass crab cake. So it was a lot of this little... Crab cake enthusiasm. I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to get one of them when I go down there. I need that, you know. A couple other times that I've been down to Baltimore or to the Maryland area, I'll get a crab cake. I got one from uh, Chicken Roofs out in Annapolis, and then I got one at GNM when I did the Timonium situation. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this Cocos to see where it ranks amongst the others. So uh, I get out there. And I get out there probably like five shows is at seven and nine thirty, and Coco. This is Saturday. Coco closes at eleven, so I'm not gonna make it, and they're not open on Sunday. So I'm like, burr, 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 shit is dead. Damn, low tight, low tight. Damn. Oh well. Uh, decide next day. Fuck it. Go go. You know, go to Old Faithful. Go to GNM. Go to GNM early. I had an early morning crab cake. Eleven a.m. crab cake for breakfast. You know, and um, shit was fire. I'm not going to lie. It's a good-ass crab cake. 
But um, made me realize I'm not a crab cake. Like, I don't go crazy over a crab cake. I'm not going to say it's overrated because for those who love it, they love it. I love crab, so... You know, I mean, it's that. It's all the fucking jumbo meat and, you know, mixed together with whatever they use to bind it. And obviously down there, the flexes, look, we don't even really bind it with too much. We got so much crab. We lousy with crab. Here, fuck it. (laughs) Big ass softball of crab meat, which is cool because I love crab meat. The shit tastes good. But I've said this shit here before, but, you know, for for the record, I like, see, I like picking crabs, you know? Like, I like to get my crab meat out of the, uh, out of a freshly murdered carcass of a crab. Unfortunately, I hate that. I I compartmentalize it every time, but I do like to break away the shell and, and, and get in there myself and pull it out and fuck with the little bit of mustard and all of that other shit, some of the roe, you know, like real savagery you know i like a little savagery with my crab eating you know and um because it's like a meditation for me all that time to take to pick all that shit out i just be chilling i have a beer i kick it might put a podcast on or some music on and i'm like depending on how many crabs i got i could be there for like an hour hour and a half you know i sped through that crab cake that shit was cool it hit the spot but like, I realize more than anything what I appreciate about the crab situation is the ceremony of the whole thing. You know what I mean? And and even in even in the um the brutality of it all, I honor those crabs for what they did, for giving their life for my palate. You know what I mean? For me and my old bay and my malt vinegar for them. You know what I mean? Like, yo. This man is going to, he he's not going to leave no meat in the shell. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy here, if we go, if we going to have to be steamed to our death, it couldn't have been a better man. So uh, salute the Jimmies and the women. I don't know what they call uh, female crabs. I forget. Y'all tell me in the comments and shit. But yeah, so I had some crab cakes. Shit, I had a crab cake from GNM. It was kind of fire. And I had, with that, I had some fries with some gravy on it, which I haven't had in a long time. A long, long time. Some people call them disco fries. And uh, shit was fire. I enjoyed that damn near as much as I enjoyed the crab cake. Just because it was the novelty of it. Some some fries with some uh, some gravy on it. It was pretty slamming. And then I had a little garden salad <laughs> to make it feel like I'm not fully just gluttonous. But uh, yeah, that was... That was uh, that was my Baltimore trip. Ain't too much. It wasn't too much more to that. You know what I mean? Just some shows and uh, and a crab cake. So that was cool. Good time. Uh, yeah, shout out to Baltimore. I'd love to come back soon, and we'll do it again. But um, yeah, that was cool. On the way down to Baltimore, I was listening to the um. Most recent drink chance with old Irv Gotti on there. <laughs> Say what you want about Irv Gotti, because a lot of people do not rock with Irv Gotti. He is definitely a polarizing uh, motherfucker. You know what I mean? He going to say some wild shit, some flagrant shit, some shit that, you know, people are not going to fuck with. I'm sure that, you know, just people just don't fuck with him. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, but 
the thing about Irvigani was he was in the room at a lot of these major moments, like, and not just in the room on some onlooker shit. And he was making things happen, you know? And um, what I appreciate about him and certain other guests that I see on Drink Chance, but particularly him, when I saw his name again, I was like, all right, well, I know there's going to be some some wild shit said, but he going he gonna to speak freely. He's going to speak to however he feel. He's going to have some wild little takes or whatever, but this should be a good listen on my way down to fucking Maryland. And, you know, it was. It was some interesting shit. Um, he, uh, what was he talking about that was kind of interesting? One thing that he talked about that I thought was a little bugged out. I thought this was bugged out. Well, two things I thought was bugged out, but one thing I thought was... The first thing I thought was bugged out was him talking about um, when Nas was considering signing with Murder, Inc., right? And, you know, there's been this video coming out recently. I forget. I think it might have been Chris Gotti talking about how, uh, you know, Jay-Z felt the way about that, obviously. Jay-Z and Nas had beef back then. And uh, I guess allegedly to Chris's story, you know, Irv goes up to Hove and was like, look, I want to do business with Nas. I want to work with Nas. You know what I mean? What, you know, what's the deal? You know, something like that. It's just, it's just business. I guess Jay wasn't feeling it. You know, Irv said, fuck it. I don't know if Jay kind of expressed the fact that he wasn't feeling it. You know, who knows? But I know he went ahead and, and, you know, did at least that record. The one record, I think it was called The Pledge. It was a hand. I got to go back and listen to it to see if it was. I remember shit being kind of subpar, to be totally honest with you. But um, immediately after that, that's when Jay-Z starts, you know, moving with, with Fifth. And he, did, you know, got the Reebok deal. Helped him get the Reebok deal, I believe. I think they did the Rock the Mic tour together. They did a whole lot of shit. And then he doubles back and says to Irv, you know, look, it's just business. You know, pettiness. But, um. Anyway, in the midst of all of this Nas Murder Inc. Uh, courtship, you know, uh, Irv Gotti, admittedly high on Molly or some shit, talking about, yo, this is what we about to do. You know, when nigga get high and real sweaty, and they get their, their, the brainstorming gets a little bit more aggressive and erratic. You know what I mean? So he was like, yo, what we about to do? I'm thinking we going to get fucking three, three buses, wrap them shits, Ashanti, Ja Rule, Nas on the back of each bus. One bus got a Bentley. One bus got a fucking Lamborghini. The other bus got a Ferrari or some old crazy, some high end ass uh, automobile just, just hitched to the back of the bus that's wrapped or whatever. Then... We gonna go to the hood. Speaking of Baltimore, we gonna go to Baltimore. We gonna go get, we gonna go get some fried chicken. Which I found out later on. On the side note, I found out that there's um a thing called a chicken box out in Baltimore that's supposed to be one of their things that they known for. I didn't know about that till after the fact. Somebody was like, "Yo, did you get a chicken box?" I'm like, "Nah." But anyway, um, they was like, "Yo, we just gonna chill outside in the hood with these rap buses and these fucking." You know, exotic cars hitched to the back, and we're going to be chilling outside eating chicken in the hood, just living life. 
So anybody that sees it, it's like, oh, shit, it's a movie. It's fucking Nas, Ashanti, Ja Rule, Earth Gotti. These motherfuckers are eating chicken in my neighborhood. Who would have thought? <laughs> whatever. I guess, you know, they thought it was going to make a movie or whatever. So Nas was like, ah, Nas caught off some Andre 3000. I ain't going to be Bill Gates, Microsoft, and in the place. Was kind of like, yo, um, what if we get killed? Fair question. Baltimore ain't no ain't no punk. You know, you in the hood. You know what I'm saying? And you like flexing extravagant wealth in front of have nots. You know what I'm saying? Just for the sport of it. What if, yeah, what if some shit get nasty? What if it get dicey? You know what I'm saying? And uh Earth, <laughs> it's counter to the whole what if we get killed uh inquiry was, well fuck it then. We'll just be martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, what? We will just be martyrs. Nah, brother, that shit is cool. Never, honestly. I don't even know when it's ever cool to just have martyrdom in the brainstorm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if you become a martyr, especially consciously putting yourself in a situation where, you know, just for the fuck of it, for a, a chicken wing martyr. You know what I'm saying? Fried chicken martyr. You died because you was out here fucking licking your fingertips in the wrong hood. You think that's some martyrdom shit? I don't know. I you know, that's that's when you gotta leave that shit alone, man. That's why you gotta that's why you gotta chill. And Nas rightfully fell back. And um Chuck D uh fucking, you know, stood beside him on Twitter recently. And I like one of the things what Chuck D said. He was like, he said, uh, what did he say? He said, hoods, he said, every hood, inner city hood has a street scholarship that will sniff out the fake. Something to that effect. And I thought that was some fly shit. Some real fly Chuck D type shit. Because a lot of people, you know, they get into the uh, the exotic, wild uh, context of the hood of what it what it represents and all of this other shit and dis dismiss the humanity of it and the fact that motherfuckers is looking at that shit like yo what are you doing this is some bullshit y'all 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 are wilding you know now nah, we don't we don't take kindly to just being treated as some window dressing for your little you know little chicken wing rollout anyway but there was a lot of other shit in that shit and um it was it was good listen on the way down, you know, on the way down to Baltimore. Um, what else is going on? Uh, on my way back, driving, I stopped at a uh, stopped at a couple flea markets, two flea markets. I got this thing about flea markets. About back to the whole folksy shit. You know, there's not a lot. Flea slash farmers markets, actually. Flea slash farmers markets. They're like, there's these two places that I've gone to. One I've been to more than once. And the first and the second one, one is called the Columbus Farmers Market. It's in Jersey. And the other one is called the uh what is that shit? Somewhere in Delaware. I'll find the name of it. But um, it's funny, man. When I see that type of shit, that little 
little folksy type of vibe, you know, farmer's market, flea market. I get excited because you don't get a whole lot of that in the city. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get too much of that. They got green markets or farmer's markets here in the city, but they be a little too, like, they a little too savvy. They a little too, you know, city-fied. You know what I mean? Like, they, it's not as humble as some of these other places. You know, some of these other places, they just, yeah, they just humble farmers trying to move a little radicchio on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? You go to these little fucking, like, the Union Square farmer's market, they over here waiting for a fucking they they keeping, you know what I mean? The the prize ears of corn under the table waiting for a Michelin chef to show up. And yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so at the Newcastle market, you know, it was more like I said, it was more flea market, but they I got a cologne that I've been trying to find that's been discontinued. That uh, <clears throat> if you go on eBay and shit like that, if you buy it on the aftermarket, they, it's ridiculous. The prices that they charge you for it is crazy. And I was I was at a at like a fragrance shop a while ago talking to one of the guys, and I was like, "Yo, what do you think about buying cologne? You know, on the aftermarket?" He was like, "You never know what it is. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what's in that bottle." So I would kind of steer clear of it. And as much as I want to get that fragrance again, it's like, uh. So I'm at the at the little flea market, and this one cat had about 10 bottles. Already a little suspect. You got 10 bottles of some shit you can't find, and he knew the shit was discontinued. That's what he led with. Yeah, that shit costs X amount. It's discontinued. You know what I mean? Blase scale. I said, let me let me smell it. You know? And um, and it smelled a little bit. I, I looked online some ways to kind of find out if it's fake or not. Like, you shake it and see how the bubbles dissipate or whatever. And then, uh, you know, I, it smelled like it, but I didn't know if it was the real. I looked at the bottom of it. The sticker looked a little different. I was like, I don't know. I'm not trying to get caught out there. Plus, the, the I'm buying this shit at a flea market. Like, it's leaning towards this is not the real shit. You know what I mean? Like, this this is probably not authentic. So I passed on it. And it was a tough pass because I definitely like the fragrance. But, you know, I think sometimes you just got to move on. You know? I think there's, um, for me, I got to, you know, there's, that's one of those things. Like, change is not always easy. But it'd be necessary. And it's like, well, what are we doing, man? You can, you can find something else that smells good. Like, you ain't got to. Keep smelling like you smelt for the last 15 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, move on. Have a new a new era of essence. <laughs> anyway. Oh, shit, man. What else is going on? I've been trying to get through this movie, Triangle of Sadness. And uh, it's, it's tough. It's, it's all right. It's not a bad movie. I, so many people have... Not so many people, but a couple people that I respect were like raving about the movie, you know. So I had high expectations for it. I was like, okay, I can't wait to see this. And it's all right. It's actually, it's an interesting commentary on, you know, wealth and entitlement and privilege and things of that nature. You know, with some humor and some uh, real nasty, like one of the, and I remember somebody said this and I, I totally agree. It might even take the cake. This might be the most vivid or gratuitous uh, vomit sequence since Stand By Me. I don't know if y'all ever remember Stand By Me 
But there was that pie eating scene where the shit, everybody just started throwing up on each other. Blueberry pie, everybody's throwing blueberry pie up on each other. Shit was crazy. It was wild. Stand By Me is still one of my favorite movies. But that shit was like, uh uh-uh. But this shit was, it was, you know, they on a, there's a part of, there's a good portion of the movie where they were on a ship. And they were at a captain's dinner. And I guess I'm spoiling it right now. But, um, you know, it's a lot of uh, uh, choppy water. You know, I was about to say turbulence, but I think that only applies to the air. A lot of choppy water, so shit is swaying. People are getting sick. They're at the dinner, and motherfuckers is just throwing up. The first dude, he kind of trying to move and go to the bathroom smooth, and he just just throws up real cool because he can't make it. And uh, I relate to that. I've had a moment like that where I was trying to get to the edge of the the boat to throw up, and that shit came faster than it should have, and it was just where it was. You know what I mean? That vomit, boy. That shit don't take the local. Um, but I haven't finished the movie. So far, it's pretty interesting. It's some some moments there. It's some moments there. It reminds me, it kind of has the same feel of, like, what White Lotus is. You know? Like, this whole, like, kind of, like, um, sorry, like, you know, like a, like a, I guess a snarky look at the, the wealthy class. You know what I'm saying? The way real subversive type shit. It's not bad, but it's it's like I don't know. Maybe I've been tired. I don't know. I'm not, it's just it's taking me a while to get through. It's been about two days to get through these two hours and twenty minutes. So um, yeah, triangle of sadness is what I'm trying to get through, and it's been slow motion. Uh, I am not. I am not caught up on the shy. <laughs> You know, uh, this weekend I was out in Baltimore and uh, I drove back on Sunday. Sunday is typically me and my sister, we'll, I go to my sister's house and we'll watch the shot, kind of just to kick it, spend some time together. This kind of, this whole, I guess this this ritual or whatever started when my grandmother was sick, when I would go there on Sundays to relieve my sister to sit, you know, and hang out with my grandmother, uh, as my sister was about to leave, we would watch the shy on, on demand, you know, because it would drop that Sunday. So we would watch an hour of that just to kind of kick it. And then she would go on for the rest of the day. And then I'd be with my grandmother. So after my grandmother passed, it was like one of those things, you know, let's keep that, you know, let's keep that going. And it's a good way to stay in touch with my sister beyond just the phone. So, you know, the shy's back. Uh, I missed this past Sunday. I'm going to go back this next Sunday and we're going to, you know, watch a two-piece. But, uh, so I'm behind. I'm behind. I'm ducking spoilers. Fortunately, I don't see a whole lot of shy spoilers on the internet. So that's not, that's not the hardest thing to avoid. But, um, I'm trying to think what else am I watching. Nothing crazy. I haven't even started, I haven't started season two of Winning Time yet. I've been hearing good things. I haven't jumped to that yet. I think I'm going to check that out. I think I'm going to check that out um, maybe tonight. I might rock that. Uh, I've been watching that quarterback docuseries. I'm probably about two, three episodes in. It's good, man. My man, is it? Um, I think it's Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, man, he came up off of that. That's a nice little, it's a nice piece of content. Nice little EP look for him to bring that out. You know, they following, uh, my man Patrick Mahomes and following, I think it's Kirk Cousins. 
and this other cat, Mariano, I forget his name, dude played for the Falcons. And so far, it's pretty good. You know what I mean? So far, it's pretty good. It's real. Gives you a lot of insight. Takes you behind the scenes. Kind of same thing as like what they do, you know, on the HBO show. I forget the HBO show where they, I think they follow in the Jets this time. I forget the name of that. Um, Is it School of Hard Knocks or Hard Knocks? Something like that. I don't have a research department, so all of this shit is in real time. And, uh, you know, I could Google on my phone, but you, you know, y'all know what it is. Y'all can Google on your phone as well. We'll make it interactive. You know what I'm talking about. Drake got an album, I think, coming out on Friday. Got his son to, to do the artwork. <laughs> I guess. You know what I mean? It's not a bad piece of artwork. It looks like, it looks like an Action Bronson painting, to be totally honest with you. I guess that says a lot about Action Bronson's paintings or maybe Adonis's artwork. Who knows? But uh, it's always interesting. That's a nice little spin, how you could exploit your kid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to create some some content for you, and it's adorable. You know what I mean? But it's child labor also. I mean, I'm sure the kid is living great. So, I mean, you know. I don't think it's going to be any, you know, I don't think it's going to be any union battles. But uh, I forget the shit. Something about something for the dogs or something about something for the dogs. It's funny because I've seen, you know, Drake has these, there's all this concert footage in there. I guess when he starts his concert, he comes out from the back. He comes down the, down the aisle on some, you know, wrestler type shit. And, you know, he interacts with the crowd and whomever is of note in the, uh, in the city. This most past one, he was in L.A., and LeBron and his son was out there. He give them five. They, you know, they do that little moment. But, you know, interacting with the fans. And I seen somebody had a beware of dog sign. He signed that shit. I was like, that's slick. That's like, especially now that it's on, on camera too. Because now that's her little authenticity verification or whatever. But that's a cool little, you know, trinket. You know what I'm saying? Ain't just a, a fucking... Uh, like a you know an album cover like everybody else it was a cool novelty thought i'm i mean maybe other people are doing it i don't know it's the first time i seen it but it was a nice little you know it had some uh what do you call that shit synchronicity with the album release uh hopefully the album is good hopefully he rapping on this album too he been saying that for album after album after album this going to be the album where i'm rapping it's nothing but rapping so i would like to hear a, a full Drake album with nothing but bars. We'll see what happens with that. What else? Mm. <laughs> it's crazy to be talking this like just, especially uninterrupted, like just this stream of, you know, and not doing material. I'm just talking shit. I'm talking, I ain't really, I guess I got a little list here of stuff that I wanted to talk about. So I guess there is some order. There's a new cuts and slices that opened up in Queens. Uh, my sister went there. She told me the line wasn't too long. So, you know, if y'all haven't been to Cuts and Slices and you don't want to wait online crazy in the Brooklyn location, the Queens location might be for you. However, I did hear one day that the shit was like two blocks long. So I don't know. I feel like they doing that whole line shit. That's just, that's what they do to kind of build the hype because look, you could create an interface to where somebody could order their slice beforehand and go get that shit. But, you know, hype is in the, in the people, so it is what it is. But, you know, shout out to them. I'm trying to get back to Cuts and Slices because I do want to try the Curry Oxtail Slice. It was sold out the, the first time and only time I've been there. 
I'm definitely not trying to stand in old super duper long fucking line. So it is what it is. Recently, I was downtown. I was coming up out of Joey Rosa. Shout out to my man, Joe DeRosa. He's got a bar downtown on Rivington, a little further down from the old A-Life. Cool little bar, real old school, kind of has the vibe of like a den or rec room and shit like that. Joey Rose, it's a nice little spot. Good, well-priced, you know what I'm saying? It's also a little sandwich shop, too, because that's how it all kind of started from what I've seen. I know during the pandemic, like he was, or even prior to the pandemic, he was doing like these little pop-ups where he was making these these sandwiches and selling these sandwiches. I haven't had any of the sandwiches yet, but it was like he was, they looked like they some good-ass sandwiches. So he's selling these sandwiches or whatever. But yeah, so Joey Roses, I go there every so often when I'm in the in the area just to kind of support my guy. And um, I'm leaving there and I'm walking down the block and there's a... um. Like a little grocery store, like a little corner store, a couple doors down. And I'm seeing they got a bunch of, you know, the wrap snacks, potato chips, which I hadn't had up until just recently. Had a bunch of wrap snacks, potato chips and shit. But then I seen in the midst of it, I seen that they had a bag of or they had bags of the whole shebang potato chips. Now, if you don't know what the whole shebang potato chips is, it's like this... um. This flavor or brand of potato chips that they only allegedly, or at least up until recently, you could only find these shits in jail. You know, <laughs> like motherfuckers that was in jail was like, yo, these are the best chips of all time. Da, 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 da. I think sometimes people put a lot on it based on the context and based on the fact that if you can't find it, if you can't access it, it's just it's got to be the shit. Because I can't get to it no more. Just like this fragrance that got discontinued. Oh, this shit smelled amazing. There's other shit that smell good. But anyways, a lot of people was like, yo, <clears throat> nine out of ten inmates will say, yo, the whole shebang, trust me. So I was like, I'd heard the hype before and all of that shit, and I'm not one to go get arrested to try no chips. But I seen it with it, and I was like, well, shit, you know. <laughs> you know me, cuisine and hype. I'm like, let me see what the fuck this is all about. So I went and got a bag. I should have got more than one bag, but I went and got a bag. And yo... Not for nothing. Shit's kind of fire. Shit's fucking good. Like a crispy fucking chip. It's real crispy. I think it had ridges. I'm not mistaken. I think it had ridges. This was the whole shebang extreme. And it's like a mix of a bunch of different flavors. So it's like uh, salt and vinegar. You could definitely taste that. Uh, I want to say you could kind of you get a kick of barbecue. It's like salt and vinegar barbecue. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is there in the thing, but um, I don't think it's no sour cream or onion or nothing like that. But it's like just like this medley of a whole bunch of different flavors that play well. That's why they call it the whole shebang because it's all this other shit. I think garlic or whatever, whatever. Shit is good as hell, and I'm like, yeah, that shit good than a motherfucker. Again, I'm not trying to get locked up to go get the shit, but if it's out here with with the free, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna go grab a bag. Uh. But then I went, I doubled back, went to the spot. I haven't, I've been there, passed there twice. They haven't had them. I feel like a fiend now. Yo, you got the whole shebang? Nah, we ain't got them. I remember when I first bought it, niggas like, what you, what you know about this? Uh, I guess that mean I look like a nigga that ain't been in jail, which is fine. That's kind of what I've been going for. Um, but uh, you know, if you catch them, 
Try them. Let me know what you think. Or if you've had them before, you let me know in the comments. Do you think they're that good? Uh, so check it. So I go back to get some whole shebangs, and there's none there. My man was like, well, you get the little baby joints. Little baby got a little chip with a whole bunch of different flavors as well. He was like, that's basically the same thing. That and then the, the little voodoo chips. The voodoo chips. I forget the name of the people. It's a New Orleans brand. But they do a, uh, is it Zaps, the Zaps chips, but they're like voodoo brand. I've had the voodoo chips before, so I got the little baby shits. The little baby shits was pretty good, too. I'm not going to lie, but they're not fucking with that whole shebang. That whole shebang, again, I think it's a uh, like a ridge chip. It's got a mean crisp on that shit. It's like a crunch. It's a nice, damn near like a cookie crunch. It's crazy. Anyway, you could tell I ain't got a whole lot of shit to <laughs> <laughs> to talk about we probably gonna be here for much longer um what else what else is going on i've been on my cold call shit been doing a lot of cold calling as of late you know i'm out here kind of just making it happen for myself this whole baltimore thing something i made happen i felt very proud that i kind of pulled that off just independent just my own thing you know, beats being broke, you know, and um, you know, I'm just in an effort to kind of keep shit going. You know, I'm a, I'm a one man army right now, so I got to reach out to old contacts and cold call new contacts. It's something I really don't really like to do because, you know, I guess it's just the the discomfort of it or it's the anticipation of it not going right, the I guess a fear of rejection or whatever. You're thinking like, damn, this shit ain't going to click or whatever. But you got to do it. You know what they say. You know, you know the term. You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And I do feel like it feels good whether, I'm, I'm be honest with you, recently, this and beyond, recently I've been trying to challenge my comfort zone. And it's uncomfortable. But it feels good. Like it feels like it feel like when you go to the gym when you don't want to go to the gym, and then you leave in the gym after you went to the gym, and you like, yo, I'm happy I went. Like that shit feel good. You feel like you if you go in the beginning of the day, you feel like you have a better day and all of that shit. If I do a few things that I don't want to do business wise, you know, and uh, or just you know beyond that things that put me into a situation where I'm not the most comfortable. And I get to the other side of it, it more often than not, I feel better. You know what I mean? I feel better. So that's cool. Uh yeah, I've been doing that. Reaching out to and then also reaching out to old contacts too. And it's kind of cool to like rekindle some old contacts. You know what I'm saying? Professional contacts have these um, you know, catch up and shit like that and and put myself out there. You know, something to do. It feels good. It feels good. Go me. I'm trying to talk about uh, my grandmother on stage and her death, I guess, or just just the whole thing. Like, grief also, maybe. It's tough, though, because I don't know what the angle is. Like, still very touchy, like, I, you know. I want to talk about, I guess, how I feel about it, but obviously I want to make it funny, but then I'm trying not to do it in a way that, I don't want to say dishonors her, but in a way that, you know, 
I don't. I. It's a weird. It's a weird moment because you don't. I don't want nobody laughing at my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? But we could laugh at the situation. So there's that thin line. I'm trying to thread that needle, and it's been kind of, been kind of um, challenging, I guess. You know, vulnerable, little, little delicate, or whatever. But we, you know, we getting there. We're trying to talk about some other things on stage. I think this is gonna be it. Be totally honest with you. I don't got too much more to talk about. This Saturday, I'm at New York Comedy Club, uh, the Midtown location, Gramercy. I'm on the 7 p.m. show. And I'm also at Stick or Treat, or Stick a Pole in it, I believe it is, at uh, Drum on Saturday, 8 o'clock. That should be cool. That's the pole dancing slash comedy show. It's always a good time. So uh, if there's tickets still available to either one of those, pull up. You know what I mean? And uh, shit, until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy, to get in the conversation. I'm out. Peace. Hello, hello, hello.